Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Oh, who's that? Oh, oh he's back. Back again. But I'm not back. Guess who's back? But this back is a friend. But you guys, wait, temporal bubble. Yeah. Uh, next week you will hear, or next month, you will hear the first episode that we recorded with our dear friend Janine. Woo! Um, but for now, just pretend like it's not a great surprise that he's here. Because uh, we do all of that, like, have you been Janine stuff in the episode you'll hear next month. We are yeah. so good at, like... Welcome to Podlander Junkcast <laughs> and Outlander Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. I'm Janine! Yeah! <laughs> um, and this episode is uh, Jumping the queue. We had planned for our next episode to be a mailbag episode. We also... Uh, are very eager to talk about the big Outlander casting announcement that came out, which we will be talking about, um, but just not right now. Uh, we also have another interview coming up at some point that I cannot tell you about, but it is happening eventually. I'm very excited. Um, but that's what this episode is. This is an interview, and you will understand why it is that it jumped the queue uh, when you start listening. You've read the name of the episode. It's not a surprise. So <laughs> this... What if I just named it Surprise? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, I want that SEO juice, baby. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. You're um, right. I would love, I would love for it to be a surprise. We could maybe the Patreon post could be surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I interviewed Lauren Lyle. And the reason it's jumping the queue is because uh, Lauren, Lauren, is in uh, a show. It's an ITV show in the UK that premiered in September. But uh, here in the U.S., it is premiering on the 24th of October. Of October. I'm going to just double check that. Uh, called Karen Peary. Um, P-I-R-R-I-E. P-I-R-I-E. Oh, only one R. Um, it is a, th- because it's British TV, thanks Brits, it is three episodes long. Um, also, this episode being recorded the week that a lettuce outlasted Liz Truss as British Prime Minister. Um, pork markets. Um, so, oh, that was uh, terrible. It was, it, was, it was really fun. But uh, Karen Peary, I can confirm, having watched the first of three episodes, maybe there will be future seasons. Maybe there won't. There are future books. Um, it's an adaptation of a series. Um, premieres on... Uh, BritBox, which is one of my favorite streaming services, TBH. It is exactly what it says on the tin, um, and it is really great. And why on earth does this press release not actually include the date? I think it's October 24. If it's not, I'll put it in the notes. It's late October. Okay? (laughs) Yes. Um, Also, just to say, it's what we asked for like three years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lauren Lyle slash Marsley. Yeah, Marsley solves crimes. crimes. Daphne got on it. Yeah. You know what? I gotta say, let's put the tinfoil hat on everybody, because <laughs> I kind of feel like, well, in this case, it's not a star show. That's true. And the people who cast her, uh, she'll, maybe it's in that, I should also say this, I, I interviewed Lauren um, for the podcast and also for uh, Fox television stations, so if you're in the U.S. and you live in a city with a local Fox affiliate, or um, you just Google it, I guess, I don't know, um, there is uh, an, a different, uh, less colorful interview that I did with her that you can watch. Uh, this was part two. <laughs> Explain how you got the part. Yeah. So um, when I got a press release about Karen Peary, um, which is, again, great. I've seen the first episode. Um, and is a cop show that is uh, not grimdark, but and not even so much 
it's not like overtly anti-cop. It's just uh, asking questions. Yeah. Um, about what the police do and why they do it. Um, and Karen is great. Our he- our heroine is great. Um, and is a a good cop with a great bob. She's got a great bob, guys. Fucking love yes. a good bob. She's got a great bob. God, um, fucking yeah. And uh, her accessory game. Just wait till you hear. Uh, anyway. So when I got a press release about um, Karen Peary coming to BritBox, they were doing a press day, and I responded and said, I would love to talk to Lauren, big Outlander fan. Obviously, we'll gladly talk to her for Fox, but so you're aware, I also host a popular Outlander podcast (laughs) called Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander Podcast. I promise most of the time we're sober, um, and in this case, I would definitely be sober. Um... But we really love the character that she plays on Outlander and also her performance and would love to be able to highlight Karen Peary for people who are Outlander fans specifically. So they gave right me... Right there, that little... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they gave me um, a slot, essentially two slots back to back. So I had this block of time and I had to get out all of my normie questions. The Fox Karen Peary questions. Yes. yes. So that I could get to... And they are, we are still talking about Karen Peary because that mm-hmm. is what she's promoting. Exactly. Yeah. And frankly, Respect. this is an actress that I think is really great and who could be a super big star, but even if she is not, is going to be excellent for as long as she wants to work because she's just really good at her job some people you're just like you are an actor's actor you know what the fuck is up you're cool you're good people and she's one of those people um so i'm happy that we got to talk to her about this thing and by we please everybody know it was just (laughs) allison well it could have been it could have been both of us it could have been but i have a new uh position at my work and i just could not get out of it but allison did this her very self because she is a fucking professional. <laughs> and I can't I can't wait. So neither of these two, um, nor Amelia, who um got got married, and next week you'll hear us talking about her getting married. Next month. Whatever. Whatever you get time it. travel. Bubble. <laughs> um uh, n- none of them have seen it. So I have the video, which has not yet been released. Um, the video will be available on Patreon for patrons, but we don't have a way to send it to iTunes for you. Sorry. So not iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Um, so if you want to see the video interview where she is sporting a very cute fit um, and her bob, again, on point, uh, you can find that at patreon.com slash podlanderdrunkcast. But now you're going to hear the interview. And as you hear it, we will be watching it. And then we'll be back briefly to discuss. Um, but really, you're just here for Lauren Lyle, guys. Yeah. Because you know what? We're, we're funny sometimes. We're funny sometimes. You know who else is pretty fucking funny? Marsley. Lauren Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Lyle. So um, if you, if you want to be uh, totally charmed, guys, uh, here you go. I tried to ask all the questions I thought you would want me to ask um, and to not giggle too much. But I succeeded at one of those things. Okay. Now switching into podcast mode. Okay. Um, I now I have to remember that um I shouldn't swear because the podcast swears a lot, and I will probably just include this audio too because that's our whole bag. Okay, I okay. am so excited to talk to you. Um, the people who listen to this podcast are going to lose their minds, um, because we are a giant Marsley Fraser fan club, um, because she is such a badass and she's so funny and actually kind of a lot like Karen in some ways I think in terms of her um, tone which is really fun but the most important question that 
all of the listeners would be furious if I didn't ask you is this. Could Karen Peary solve all of the murders that are being committed by the Fraser family? If she existed in this time, would they be all, would all of them be behind bars? Without a doubt, yes. I think her and Marcy would like pair up together and be a phenomenal team. And Marcy's sort of uh, butchering and skills with a knife would become <laughs> very handy. And um, Karen would probably use that to her advantage. And of course, Karen would. She'd have the the modern mind along with um, Marcy's sort of um, back back then uh, skill sets. That I think they would, of course they would. Of course they would. They're, they'd be brilliant together. They'd maybe Karen would probably find all of what they were wearing utterly ridiculous. And she would look at them <laughs> like they were all mad. And she would um find the way that they speak to one another ridiculous and the slang that's being used <laughs> mad. But um I think she'd be up for it. I think she'd have to learn to ride a horse. Um, and then she'd be fine. I could see Karen galloping around the ridge, <laughs> front and center. <laughs> so, if that happened, does that mean that the end of the Marsley and Karen solve crime series would be Karen solving the murder that Marsley committed? Like, would that be the big twist at the end, or mm -hmm. is Marsley too good? Will she have gotten away with that one? I reckon they've conspired together. <laughs> Marsley's right. come to Karen and said, "Hey, look." I might have killed a man <laughs> and you need to be my dead body person for you're going to, you're going to just try and let this go and you're going to bury this for me. And Karen would go, do you know what? Fair enough. You did what you had to do. You did the right thing. He was a crappy, crappy guy. He was a peaky blinder. I know that um, we loved, I love the fact that I got to kill Ned, who was a peaky blinder. <laughs> um, and so uh, I think that we conspired together and Karen would help her out, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm happy to say maybe she's slightly corrupt in that way. <laughs> Great. I mean, I feel like in this case, you have your priorities straight. Karen would be correct to be like, you know what? Let's just let this one go. Let's let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could she figure out how the big house got so big? <laughs> what do you mean? In every season, it seems bigger. Yeah. And there are more windows and more like fancy pieces it of does, paper. It does. Yes, things do add to it. I mean, honestly, we walk into set every time and we're like, oh, a new staircase. How lovely. Where does that staircase go? And then it doesn't go anywhere. It just goes upstairs and then it ends. <laughs> so Amazing. Get it. Yeah, Marsley and Fergus, we were thrilled that in season six, we walked on set and they said, we've built you a cabin. And finally, after three seasons, we onto our fourth season, we had a house. Finally, we just didn't have a home the whole time, and we just sort of always were like, "Where do they live?" <laughs> they were like, uh, "They live somewhere. They have a place." It's like Lizzie, Lizzie on the map. On uh, when I walked into my first day of season six, it was like there was a big new map on the wall of um, of the ridge. And there's the stables, and then next to the word stables, it says Lizzie. And I was like, hold on. And it was like Lizzie's quarters. And I was like, Caitlin, to Caitlin Orion, who plays Lizzie, I was like, do you know you live in the stables? She was like, what? <laughs> that's, that's interesting. So they really become quite, um, they're quite efficient with their with what they do with the, the ridge and <laughs> the things that are being built. There's things, there's a space for everything. Amazing. Um, so... Karen Peary, obviously the sort of inciting incident is this podcast that gets started. You have a podcast. You're talking to me on a podcast. Mm. Uh, so has your perspective on podcasting changed at all based on your experience making this show um, is question one. And the second part of that question is, would Marsley have a podcast? And if so, what would it be like? Oh, so, I mean, as Lauren, I have a podcast. Um, oh, yeah. I'm a yeah. fan. 
Yeah, so I have She's a Wreck, which is, a lo- I mean, honestly, that having that and then doing this show, doing Karen Puri, I really was able to understand how effective it can be to reach people. It's such an effective way of reaching people and building mm-hmm. community. And it's such a realistic method in how cases nowadays can be so public and things like Twitter and these forums that that come on, like even things like, you know, the series Don't Fuck With Cats, it was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That was literally by online people and podcasting and forums and things like that that can um, that solved crimes. And so I think having one, I realised how wonderful a, a way it is of communicating with others and um, with reaching and building community. Um, so I think doing the show, I think it was an amazing anchor for telling a story and how you keep coming back to it. It helped you kind of come back to remind everyone of who was a suspect and who actually was who and what they were like when they were young and um, it gave you good bites of the facts and having a nice voiceover um, from Raki, who plays Belle, um, was always so helpful. So if Marsley had a podcast, God, what would it be about? Marsley is probably about like how to, how what all the skills are of being a modern <laughs> woman and that actually she'd be like some sort of rebel that would be going across the airwaves going, women in the 1700s, you can have a job. If you want a job, go and get one. Like there is a thing called a surgeon. You can be one and you can go and you can be a butcher because I think Marsley, when she gets those jobs, um, it's such a new world for her. All her prospects really were was marry the man she loved, which was already quite a big, bold thing for her to have done to uh, have gone after Fergus and got onto the boat in season three. Um, but also uh, that she suddenly gets a job and she can work in the surgery and this, this whole world is unlocked by Claire to her. So um, I think it would be this thing where she's going, ignore your guys, ignore the men, come in and get a job, come to the ridge and I'll show you what it can be like in the future. Um, <laughs> Um, and but you're not a witch turns out you're not a witch if you want a job <laughs> <laughs> who knew shocking yeah um i want to talk about karen's bum bag which uh because this is airing this interview is going to be primarily airing in the united states most of our listeners in the united states i'm gonna go ahead and call it a fanny pack which is what we call it here um but not there for obvious reasons so you know why you know why we don't call it that here oh i know why um so <laughs> what's in there ah this is the great mystery and I'm not sure if I'm ready to reveal it um there are this has been a a phenomenal thing I mean I'm gonna name drop now but I was speaking to Saoirse Ronan the other week and she messaged me to say how much she loved the show and she was like Lauren oh my god we were just so thrilled that in episode two we finally something came out of the bum bag and we knew what it was for because the whole time that's all we could focus on and I was like great an Oscar nominated actress and that's all she's been focusing on of my show is what's in the bum bag um but she yeah that the bum bag look there's a really big spoiler and there's a big um plot anchor that something comes out of the bum bag in episode three that helps her solve the case and or does she solve it who knows um (laughs) and um honestly my mic pack was in it the whole time they put my mic pack in it that's amazing they like had to sew a little hole so that the wire could go in up my back so it hid the mic pack the whole time and then other various things maybe my maybe my phone would go in it sometimes but there's there's two things that come out of it during the film during the the filming and the in the show that that reveals some stuff um but the mystery of the bum bag will forever potentially be a mystery wow that's great that's like Meryl Streep has that thing that she does where she makes up one secret for every character she's playing oh yeah and I feel like 
this is very much in that vein and maybe she should just have a bum bag every time she, oh. like she's making Mamma Mia or she's making uh, yeah. whatever her Margaret Thatcher movie was and there's just a bum bag somewhere with a secret in it. That's Everyone amazing. Everyone wonder what's in it. Yeah. Um, what would you want Outlander fans to know about this show? I mean, first of all, most of the people who listen to this podcast will need zero convincing to watch Karen Peary because, as I said, everyone is a huge fan. We just are fully obsessed with Marsley. Um, like, really, she's just so cool. It's there was a moment in the last season where, when uh, when Marsley went off to help Fergus start his newspaper and like deal with their marital problems and have a zillion children where mm. we're like well now everything's going to go straight to hell like everything on the ridge is going to fall apart no more marsley how are they going to eat who is going to just like keep them all sane they're yeah. toast yeah. um so for people who are maybe like oh but do i need a britbox subscription um what would you want them to know about this show so if you're looking for like your thriller fix, if you're looking for something that is going to keep you absolutely hooked and on the edge of your seat the whole time, like I think Outlander does, Outlander's good at hooks and it keeps you going in and, and yeah. something changes and you keep going in. And for those that haven't read the books, they're sort of thrilled by the next thing and the next character that suddenly appears and what the, and the drama that they bring. That's what Karen Perry has. There's like a new plot twist every 10 seconds. There's a new character that suddenly appears that drops some drama that really takes you another direction and it is utterly thrilling and it's quite funny so yeah. like you are laughing quite a lot at how mad it is and that it's just never boring there's always something new around the corner that I think um I mean that's what kept me reading the scripts I was like wait what and then that happens and then that happens and then who <laughs> comes in and oh my god and the twists so like I think you can't predict what's going to happen and I think nowadays in shows quite often people get worried that they're going to guess like what happens at the end really early on and I can guarantee you you don't know what's going to happen from episode to episode to episode um and who's going to come in and what's going to happen so yeah. um if you're looking as an adult I think we like you get less surprises the more you grow up and less like silly fun in your life and I think the show is just full of surprises great um have you read the books and all of the books in this series I haven't read them all, um, but I did read once I got the the audition through. I started be, um, reading the first one, and I know what happens in the next ones, and I will as mm -hmm. we go on. Um, because Emer, um, she would have to write them, and um, I would have to give her ideas, and we talk a lot and collaborate a lot. So um, it's always helpful to have right. Al's sort of backbone, um, and also so many Outlander fans um, may well know that. Um, Diana Gabaldon and, and Val McDermott have a lot of the same fan base and they they sort of as authors they kind of the, the books came out around about the same sort of time and um, there's similarities to the way they write so I think if you're a fan of the books you'd be a fan of Karen Perry books as well great have you read the all of the Outlander books or are you reading no. them season by season no, no? No, I actually don't. Um, I did. I used to. And then um, Matt Roberts and, and some of the execs asked us not to because, to be honest, Marsley, she was never meant to be as big a character in the show. And I got given lots of like parts of other characters and things like Malva. Like, I think bits of that sort of got given to me from the books. And Marsley, because of the fans and because of the support and how much you all are obsessed with her, she became so much bigger and they really listened to it and wrote her in and up um, a lot more. And I think... Um, I mean, I think I just love doing the part. And so they they sort of saw what it could potentially be through the playing of it and um and wrote her up. So it became quite confusing because it doesn't, my storyline doesn't match up to the books. So I would there were times where I'd be reading it and being like, wait a minute, that 
doesn't happen or is that happening in the script and blah, blah, blah. so it becomes easier to stick to scripts um for Marsley particularly hmm. does that mean that you don't know um any of the like big nutso things that happened in the books that haven't been adapted yet so sometimes when I meet fans they will tell me what is ahead honestly <laughs> I'm not completely sure um, some of them that I think are ahead, um, but I love it. We've, there's a few fans that I see quite regularly um, at various appearances and things, and they always love to. I'm like, so tell me what ha- what happens next. <laughs> and tell me. Um, Amazing. <laughs> so I always, you always hope that they'll get them into the show as well. And sometimes there's quite a lot for them to write, so that things don't always get made in. So you don't want to get too married to stuff. But um, generally, um, I love hearing about it. Great. Well, thank you so much. Um, nobody who listens to this podcast needs me to tell them this, but watch Kieran Peary, listen to She's a Wreck. Atlanta yes. will be back soon. Lauren Lyle is amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Hey, no problem. Thank you. Ta-da. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, what oh the actual fuck? <laughs> Guys, fuck. it was really great. Oh, my God. I, I think. Do you, you remember know, when we started this shit in your party dome? My seven party years dome. ago and like ago. here we are and you would just go elbows elbows <laughs> i still do that here i'm like please um, stop uh yeah lauren lyle seems like something some something god she is when i say that is because she's so big in my brain that's why someone that we could hang out with she seems so relaxed and so chill yeah yeah it's my impression of her was that was over zoom obviously yeah. um my impression of her was Oh, you're exactly like I hoped you would be. Yeah. Like very specifically, not like I thought you'd be because who the fuck knows, but exactly like I hoped you would be like extremely charming, reassuringly normal. (laughs) Yeah. And so pretty. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's so pretty. Um, but it was really great. The Fox interview is great too. And it's, if you love her, which of course you do, uh, I would say go look for it. I'll put it on Twitter. Um, and yeah, you could Google whatever, uh, is more about Karen Peary and less about Outlander. Um, and listening to her talk about her craft is really interesting and how she approaches acting and um, working with this. She tells a really funny story about it's her first time leading a show. The woman who's writing it and is an executive producer is also in it. She plays her uh, roommate, her flatmate. Um, and her name is Emer. when you heard her say Emer, That's who she's talking about. Uh, she was also on EastEnders. Anyway, um, she told this very funny story about the two of them being like, okay, we're going to go in there. We're going to like assert ourselves. This is our turf. This is weird. Like doing that kind of thing. I'm exaggerating, but they were hyping each other up to like go be bosses, like top of the call sheet, executive producer, showrunner. It's not a thing in Britain, but it's, she's essentially the showrunner. Um, and they walked down to the car that was waiting for them and the door opened and the person who, like the driver who was there waiting for them said, um, Emma and Laura. And they both went, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they started their journey. It was like, we are going to be boss bitches. And then the driver was like, Emma and Laura and Emer and Lauren were like, yes, that's yes, us. That's yes, us. fine. Let us in. They have since, they, they eventually were like, just, you know, our names are actually Emer and Lauren, but... <laughs> Yep. No worries. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, you said you had questions about Karen Peary. I do. Well, one, I just want to, 
I'm thank you for telling me the name of it because I was about to say Katy Perry. <laughs> not Katy Perry, <laughs> Karen Peary. Karen, Karen like Karen. There's a very funny joke in the first episode about it's not a great. Oh, I would love a nickname. It's not a great time to be called Karen. Yeah. Um, and Peary is P I R I E. But just look Peary. up. You could just do Lauren Lyle Britbox and that shit will come up. Mm-hmm. Um. So I have an affinity for uh, dingy British Nordic crime thrillers is this gonna fit the bill it's not quite as cold as like broad church okay um but yes it's in that vein okay it's not a cozy mystery it's in a picturesque town but i it's somewhere between death and paradise and broad church yeah yeah um i will also say that the central case is the murder of a young woman Mm. as it almost always is yes uh in this case um Karen, this is a very light spoiler, but it's addressed in the all of the synopses and stuff. So I guess skip ahead 30 seconds if you want zero spoilers. Um, very early in the episode, she finds out that she was put in charge of this cold case, which gets reopened because of um, an incredibly self-important podcaster. Guys, she's so funny. Um, she's like really good at her job and absolutely insufferable. It's really a great time. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, like Tina Fey on fucking yes. Only Murders in the Building. Yeah. Same shit. Yeah. But you guys, I want you all to know we are not like that. We Well, well, well. <laughs> I'm not. No. Um, I mean, I get, you know, Julie, I'll say this. I hope we're not like that, but we wouldn't really be the best judge. We are usually very high on our own supply. We are, but we're also not buttholes to people who help us. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought of the best reason that you should read Harrow. (laughs) We'll get to it later. Sorry. (laughs) Guys, read the Locktomb series. It's the only thing I can talk about now. It's my whole personality. Um, Okay. So, uh, she finds out that she was picked to head up this like cold case reinvestigation um, for the optics because she's a woman. Mm. Um, and mm. because when it doesn't go well, because it's a cold case, it'll kind of blow back on her and not so on that. So it's them. like prime suspect in that mm. way too. Yeah. It's um, the cover or like the cover image, I guess the, the show art, that's a better way of putting it is, um, a reference to the silence of the lambs. Uh, it's a shot of her in the elevator at the FBI where it's tall men in suits and her in like a sweatshirt and Jodie Foster in a sweatshirt and she's shorter than everybody. Mm. That's the, sh- that's a, a, a send up of that, not send up, but um, a reference homage. to that. Homage is mm-hmm. the show art for Karen Peary. Um, so it is thoughtful about, that stuff in a way that I really appreciated. It's also surprisingly funny. Not like, mm-hmm. but Karen is funny. The show is not a comedy. It's not a lot. Karen Peary, no. no, no Lotsies. Karen Peary is funny. One of the first things Lauren that that Lyle character says. Yes, right. but so is the character. One of the first things the character says. Um, she's just come off a crime scene with her partner. Her partner got puked on by um, uh, an abusive drunk. And she's like, you want to go to the pub? And he says, I'm covered in sick. And she says, well, my place is two blocks away. Um, approach the shower carefully. It hasn't seen a naked man in a while. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like that. She's really funny and sharp and um, clever. And ju- and she's not tormented. She's not That's where it diverged from Prime Suspect. <laughs> right? She's like, she's a person who wants to be good at her job. Yeah. Who is... Mm-hmm. In her 20s and female, 
and just wants to be good at her job and doesn't really have time for anybody else's bullshit. Anybody who's full of crap, she looks at them like they're an alien. Um, it's great. So, yeah, watch Karen Peary. Sweet. Awesome. I will. So, for the Outlander interview. Yeah. First of all, Oh, she- and bum bag is fanny pack. She, every episode she wears like a, a blazer or sweater um, and a fanny pack. It's very practical, comfortable clothing. It's great. She's got to have her hands free. Yeah. So when you got into the Outlander portion of the interview and after you asked your first question, it was so funny to see her kind of like weirdly relax. Oh, she like, code switched for sure. Yeah. Because she understood. Which so did I. Yeah, yeah. She understood that you were coming at it from a perspective of a fandom that she is very intimately aware of. Yeah. And also that you were a perspective of humor interest and intelligence and it was um it was really cool to see her just be like oh yeah because when you asked about how the house changes she just started laughing (laughs) (laughs) so thank you um anyway it was it was great i'm so happy you got to have i'm so happy you got to do that and i'm so happy that our listeners get to hear it yeah like well that's that's what we've been working for for like seven that was my big thing i feel like if we if this show specifically although i guess our growing burgeoning podcast empire in general but if this show specifically has a thesis it's like this is great funny women and we take it very seriously and we also take being funny very seriously like it's it's serious but it's not that serious no and it's not precious it the fact that we get to experience art is a precious thing that should be treasured art is not precious art is meant to be engaged with and enjoyed and part of that experience is being honest about what you're watching so that was the energy that i tried to bring into it like a lot of affection and but also why so many windows yeah yeah it's because it's that's the real and and i know why so many windows it's because it's a beautiful set and that's part of what they're selling right mm-hmm. it's supposed to look gorgeous it does look gorgeous but i just In still picturing marsley with lobs lobs logs strapped to her back just struggling up that hill <laughs> you know what i mean Helping to build that fucking palatial what they don't have a house for three seasons they fill they fill like a net they fill a net with logs and then fergus just loops the net over his hook guess how drags it up that hill the hook that replaces the wood hand yeah yeah i mean doing they've been living in that uh the window making slum that that's by the house they have that but the detail as funny as it was to her we like we didn't know where we lived for three years um the one i really loved is the idea that there's just a map that's just stables and then just says lizzie Um, it's just, it was, was it was great. So I want to say thank you to Lauren Lyle and to Brit Box. Um, that was really a treat. I hope that maybe she'll come back someday if there are future seasons of Karen Peary. Mm. So we can talk about more dumb bullshit and also ask some substantive questions. Well, uh, that's what we do. Yeah. It's just too bad that I couldn't pour whiskey for. That would be a great thing to have to do with various people who are affiliated with Outlander. Well, fingers Mm -hmm. crossed for the future. Yeah. Someday. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Patty, here's the outro. This how we do it. Do, 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 do. This is how we do it. For a whole it month. does it like nobody does. Nobody does. The whole month, people are going to be... <laughs> 
they'll just listen to us talk about Bridgerton or Outland or whatever we're talking about. And then all of a sudden, this is how we do it. Good luck. Introduced by Sick Recorder. Yeah, good luck, Amelia Bazell, in finding the right way to turn the Skyboat song <laughs> into, no, to turn this is how we do it into Yakety Sack. Oh, my God. She could do it. No this doubt. is how she does it. <laughs> how does she do it? Well, let's ask Montel Jordan. Yes. Uh, I, I was so excited about making some this is some Montel Jordan jokes that I didn't even get our list of patrons pulled up yet. But thank you for listening to whichever of the podcasts you just listened to. There are, you know, a couple. A couple. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank you for doing that and for supporting the show and for leaving us nice reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stuff. Thank you. You're the best. You Thanks. can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast. You can find us on Twitter at podlandercast. You can find us on Instagram at podlandercast and Pudgerton Bridgecast and Sickburn Jane and all of those things, all of those lovely things, as well as Podlander Presents, which is our fancy business name now. Uh, and you can also, as always, find us on Patreon. Which is where we do it. And this is how. And this. So yeah, thank you. You want to know how we do it? This is how. <gasps> Allison King, Doc JWS. I saw Goody Proctor with the devil. Kelly, I don't know why I'm making Abigail Scottish. She's not. She's American. I saw Goody Proctor with the devil. It just sounds, it's devil. Sounds really I saw Goody Proctor with the day. It's like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, I saw Goody Proctor with the devil. Kelly Armstrong, Sydney Taylor, Catspaw 156, Maddie Perkins, Snazzy Nack, Lisa Brienne, Julia Guglia, Kathleen Martini, Lauren Tennant, Kelsey Kemp, Emily Day, Betsy English, Caitlin Reddick, Ashley Deacons, and Tina Barnett, Chris, Kristen Freckled, Kristen, comma, Freckled Fury, comma, Laura Colm. And Tinkerbell, Stella Welch, Tori Halligan, Rochelle LaFever, Amanda Smizazazaza, Jerry Hurdle, Jerry Hurtel, sorry Jerry, Amy Gustafson, Rachel Townsend, Kelly Mazzella, Chantel Salters, Mary the Falling Statue, it's good every time, Terry Lucchino, Viv Pickles, aka Laura, Mary of the Grapefruit, Jenna Bukowski, Anne Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Kiki, oh, nope, Ruth McCormick, Tara Marlowe, Trish McCreary, The Order Change, Trish McCreary, Julie DeToy, Jen Lynn, Kelly Bodden, Amanda Newton, and always last but also first in our hearts. Kiki, the wise. The wise. Thank you all for supporting the show. Uh, and you know what you should do right now? Even if this is like the fifth episode of one of our podcasts you've listened to this month, right now, this second, you should give yourself a little present. And you know what that present is? Do you Going to listen to Montel Jordan's This Is How yes, We Do It? because <laughs> that way you know how he does it. This way. <laughs> this way. Not that other way. This. It's, it's good. Oh. The, tip up your cup. Throw your, throw your hands up. Hands up. Because let is me hear the podcast it. say. This is, this is how we do it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hi, folks. Let me see if I can sum up Midnight Burger in about 25 seconds. So this is how it ends. Eaten by wolves in space. Pardon me, Gloria. Might my husband and I have a word?
radio is talking to me. Really big monster. Zero irony. We're surrounded by cavemen. What the hell is that? Because you're having a cigarette in 415 million BC. Where are we? Space. Can you narrow that down? The bad part? Ava. Yeah, that didn't work at all. At the nexus of all things, there is a diner. Look for Midnight Burger on your favorite podcasting app or just go to weopenat6.com.